I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. with Lou and Chris. <laughs> My name is Lou, and that over there... He's Chris. He's Chris. Chris is laughing already. See, it's funny, because I come in like we're just doing this, and the audience doesn't know that I was saying some ridiculous shit right before I just rolled into the intro as if they were one thought. <laughs> You're always and saying they'll never know what I was shit. saying, audience at home. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back. We're doing another episode of this motherfucker, and today we're going to be talking about the time I worked at Hughes Family Markets, which is my 14th job. 14. Um, 14. Lucky number 14. So, is it lucky? It's probably lucky for somebody. Yeah. Do you have a favorite number? Um, not really. No? Mine's two. Why? I don't know. It's always <laughs> been two. And if you knew me pretty well, you'd think it would be three, <laughs> which... I guess later in this episode, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. I, I always like two. For some reason, I like the number two. It's very symmetrical. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's how many testicles I have. Three. Three. <laughs> three. Three testicles. Which is why I thought three was your favorite number. That You know, that would be one testicle too many. I wonder Says if, someone. Like, if you had three testicles, would you ejaculate like loads like just buckets it would have to would be it, more you'd think yeah, yeah. It would up the quantity a bit <laughs> yeah so hughes uh you know what let's do the occupational breakdown i'm waiting on you for this one <laughs> <laughs> you know what i was gonna do what occupational breakdown i like that yeah it's nice it did a little change of pace yeah from last time i don't even know if i'm gonna put an effect on there <laughs> you'll find out soon uh so this job uh like i said hughes family markets which is a grocery store chain or was i don't believe it exists anymore uh and i don't even know if there was was many of them or if there was like three of them or if there was just this one i feel like it was more than one less than a thousand did you ever see more than one location i don't remember I don't think I ever saw more than one location, but I feel like when I worked there, there was talk of other locations. Let's let's timestamp this really quick. How many years ago is this at this point? At this point, we're talking about 1996 would be uh, March of 96. And the year is 2019. So that's what, 23 years ago? Fucking that, 23 years ago. Did I get that time right? Yeah. 23 years ago when I was a, a young buck. Holy I was fuck. I was about to turn 20, I believe, if the math if if I did the math right there. Yeah, almost 20 years old. Fucking young. I could not grow a mustache to save my life and now I grow too many mustaches. You have I have way mustaches too many all mustaches. over my face. <laughs> I'm covered in mustaches. Oh my god. Yeah. Um Do you ever see the movie The Mustache? No, but I like how you're pronouncing it. Mustache. So, so the reason I'm pronouncing it like that, this movie, I think it's actually called Le Mustache because it's, uh, I think, French. 
maybe Italian, but it's definitely Western European of some kind, one of those. And the the main character, the premise of the movie, it's a fucking amazing movie that nobody I know has seen other than my wife. But the premise is the guy, this guy who has, got, uh, he's got like a nice mustache. He decides one day just arbitrarily in the morning while he's getting ready to shave his mustache off. So he shaves his mustache off and then he goes out and his wife doesn't say anything about it. And he's like waiting, like kind of like waiting for her to notice, like thinking it's funny that she hasn't noticed. And then it goes on long enough that he's like, why isn't she saying anything about it? And he's like, I think she's fucking with me. So I'm going to fuck with her back and just not even say anything about it. So then he like goes out into the world and nobody acknowledges that he shaved off his mustache. Nobody mentions it. Nobody brings it up when he brings it up casually, like. He's not wanting to be a fucking weirdo and be like, hey, did you notice my mustache is gone? But, and it, again, this is all subtitles, which makes it even funnier. Right. But nobody notices. And so then he starts to ask people and nobody remembers him having a mustache. And then when he brings it up to his wife, she's sure he's never had a mustache before. And he starts to feel like he's insane. And it becomes like this psychological thriller about <laughs> him shaving off his mustache. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's it an sounds awesome European. premise. When I saw what it was about, I was like, I'm watching this fucking movie. And then we watched it, and it was even better than we thought it was going to be. It's fucking great. And nobody's fucking seen it. Is this anywhere so, on uh, streaming sites? I don't know. I, I I mean, we saw this years ago. Like, it's got to be 10 years ago. It's, maybe. I mean, it's a while ago. But it's fucking worth looking for. If it's on something, check it out. Let my stash. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I worked at Hughes. <laughs> that Hughes get back to the business uh-huh I was a I was a bagger now I think we called ourselves bag boys even the, the the girls who did it but I think the technical term was bagger uh I don't know if there was like a even more technical term that didn't have the word bag in it You've but got I bagged bag. fucking groceries yeah I had many bags <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I was making five eighty five to bag said groceries. five eighty five an hour, not a minute or a day. Gotcha. And then I worked there for five months, give or take a couple of days, probably. Okay. And that, my friends, is your occupational breakdown. Occupational breakdown. Occupational breakdown. Occupational breakdown. I didn't hear that. <laughs> That's so quiet. <laughs> oh man, I, I I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I like this whole thing we're doing. Yeah, I don't. I, it may be unlistenable to the audience, but this is called riffing. Fuck them, fuck them. If riffing. I had the technology to do like like drop in funny voices and shit, you know, like using technology, I would do it. But I am on a budget. <laughs> this is a self produced podcast. If we ever have fans, maybe we'll have a Patreon, and maybe we can afford something fun like that. We're not there yet. Well, this is episode 14. Talk to us again in episode 114. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, Hughes, where to, where to start? So, last I left you, I was moving from Van Nuys after my uh, abrupt leaving of Walden Books and not living in an apartment anymore. We got me and my girlfriend at the time got an apartment in Newport Beach in the same complex that my mom lived in because she lived there long enough she was good with the people there and you know was able to get us in and she had some pull she had a little bit of pull she she got us a good price I think we we're paying maybe like 750 a month for a one bedroom apartment we were right on the corner the edge of New, Newport Beach so 
Newport Beach is a really like expensive, nice uh, city in Orange County, south of LA, right on the ocean. If you've ever seen, did you watch uh, what's that fucking show um, with the Bluth family, Arrested Development? Did you ever watch Arrested Development with um, no fucking I didn't. Jason Bateman and shit? Okay, well the people in the audience who have the frozen banana stand that they own, that's like on a like on a on kind of a beach town with a, a Ferris wheel and a ferry and water. That was filmed on Balboa Island, which is in Newport Beach. So it's nice. It's expensive. It's t- kind of touristy. It's what you imagine from like a beach town in California. And then it, it extends inland a bit and where it meets Costa Mesa, which is the next town in from Newport Beach, where we lived was right on the border. So Technically, we lived in Newport Beach, but the Hughes I worked at, which was right across 17th Street, was in Costa Mesa. That's how close to the border we were. So we were getting Costa Mesa prices for a Newport Beach apartment. Um, the... You are fucking smooth this episode, dude. <laughs> You're like fucking butter. I got a lot of sleep last night. Keep it going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the complex that we lived in was, it kind of reminded me of a resort almost. It was really big, lots of buildings. There was like foliage and trees and it's sort of tropical vibe to it. There was a really big pool. It's actually two pools, one for each side because there was sort of two complexes on either side of this big parking garage. And the pool was all like a crazy shape, which I guess added to the whole vibe of like a uh, resort, you know? It wasn't just a fucking... Yeah, it wasn't like a circle or like a kidney shape. It was like had lines and jagged edges and was big and wide and it had an island in the middle of it you know like a pool with a fucking island in the middle <laughs> and then it had a it had a jacuzzi a hot tub that was inside enormous. the pool no no it was next to the pool where a jacuzzi should be but it was the <laughs> biggest it was the biggest hot tub i ever saw nice you could easily put 30 people in this fucking hot tub like you could swim you could, you know, like an impossible, the, it's an impossible, an endless pool. You know the pools that have. Infinity like, pool. Infinity pool. Thank you. It was kind of like that size. It was big like that. Like you could swim from one end to the other and back if you wanted to. Like, like but, an Olympic pool, like a lane pool. Yeah, but not that big. It was, it was the right size to it be impressed by. It had to be by, fucking big not, to fit 30 people in it. Well, if you all sat side by side, like, like hip to hip on, around the edge, it was, you know. It was a long, it was shaped long. The thing I liked about it was you go out there at night. <laughs> I, I lost my smoothness real quick right there, didn't I? It's shaped long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, the thing that was cool about this fucking hot tub, I don't, have you ever lived in a place that had a hot tub? <laughs> Did the treehouse have a hot tub? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it might have, but we never went there. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. You've been in a hot tub, right? I sure have. Okay. Give me a, <laughs> tell me a story about a time you were in a hot tub, just real quick. Let's let's divert for a second. Well, I took a bath last week, and I have jets in my bathtub <sighs> for my sore I'm muscles. Com- I'm not comfortable calling that a hot tub. Okay. It might be a tub, and it might be hot, but I'm talking about like a public hot tub that you might you might meet someone you might you and and your lady might be enjoying a nice cocktail while chilling in the hot tub and another couple comes and sits in the hot tub across from you and you you have some nice banter with them i'm thinking about that skit from snl with will ferrell 
absolutely you are. That's because that's what I was invoking right there. Come, <laughs> come the with us couple. to the hot tub. Yeah, it's the swinger couple. That's what I think of, exactly. too. Um, so this ho- <laughs> to answer your question, yeah. I'm not fucking crazy. I've been in a thousand hot tubs. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to picture when you would have been in one if you've never lived somewhere that had one. Okay. That's why I want the example. My, all right. My family vacation spot yeah. in Wisconsin had a hot tub. I mean, for 20 years, we went to that resort. It had a hot tub. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Do you enjoy them? Love them. Love hot water. Yeah, hot water is good. So the thing I liked about this hot tub, it was so big that you could go there at night and there might be like a group of people down at the other end and then you could come sit at this end and you didn't feel like you were interacting with each other if you didn't want to. Yeah. So it's big enough that you could have a little privacy even if there's other people in it as opposed to like a normal kind of round one where you're all in it together. Trying not to make eye contact. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, I have a really weird story that relates to hot tubs and I don't know it's one of those stories where I'm going to tell it to you and you're going to have questions I can't answer but I'm going to tell it to you anyway because it just occurred to me and I haven't thought about it in like 20 years let me have it so at some point I think my friend Aaron was going to college in Kalamazoo Michigan and we were driving around Michigan late one night and it was me and Aaron and Shane and our friend Barry who I've mentioned before. I mentioned all three of those fucking guys before on this podcast, but we're driving around trying to think of something fun to do. And we decided to go hot tubbing. So there's this place you could go to. And all right. Pay hold money. on. Yeah. How old are you guys? We are in the vicinity of 18. So maybe 19, maybe 20, but not older than 20 and not younger than 18. All right. So I'm just going to, I'm going to stop you. Yeah. Yeah whenever other than this have three 18 year old men decided to go hot tubbing that's a verb so, hey, hey guys what do you feel like doing tonight do you remember when I when at the beginning of this story I said you're gonna have questions I couldn't answer <laughs> we've already reached that point my friend I do not understand how this came up I don't know whose idea it was one of us not me has been to this place before and enjoyed themselves apparently and so we decided like hey that sounds fun let's do it maybe it's because there's fucking nothing to do in michigan i i don't know i don't know why we weren't like out with girls that seems like the reasonable assumption of what we might do yeah we skipped that and went straight to four dudes let's go hot tubbing was it at a sweat lodge did you guys go to a sweat lodge it was it was a place that the business was we have a bunch of different rooms they have themes they have hot tubs this is a sybaris you guys went to a fucking sybaris (laughs) in michigan i'm so glad you know what a sybaris is For years, Tammy and I have been joking about going to Sybaris on our anniversary, like making a thing out of it. But the thing is about her is she's very clean. She's sort of to the point where it's a little paranoia. And I think we would go to the Sybaris and we'd spend the first three or four hours just cleaning, (laughs) just trying to make her feel comfortable there. And that actually, for a while, I was like, you know, be a funny skit to like a like a short film, which I might still make, you know, if somebody else doesn't make it first, right? Or it hasn't already been done. I just haven't seen it. But the skit would be a couple goes to Sybaris on their anniversary and spends the entire time trying to clean the disgustingness away from it, like the heart shaped bed and the fucking 
the you know there's cum floating in that hot tub. Oh, it may be like it has dissipated; it's no longer visible. But you know there's like dead sperm floating in that fucking hot tub. <laughs> yeah, there's bacteria everywhere. Yeah, fucking Sybaris. Anyway, it's it's a funny concept, and maybe I'll do it. I, I don't know if I can find a Sybaris that would be willing to let me film there. <laughs> Is the Sybaris a thing still? I think it is. Absolutely it is, yeah. There's one think in they have fucking them. Glenview. I don't think they have them out here, but we used to pass one a lot when we were in Illinois. So, yeah, <clears throat> Sybaris. Back to the hot tubbing story. Uh, I don't know why, but we ended up in a fucking hot tub room with a hot tub, four dudes. And then we decided it would be funny to videotape ourselves hot tubbing. So and we had cameras because I don't know we're fucking weird we were weird teenagers we set up cameras around the hot tub with various angles and we pressed record on all these cameras and then we just hot tubbed and had conversation and at some point one or more of us took our swim trunks off and we're hot tubbing in the nude on film and I don't know where those fucking videos are I don't know if they exist I don't know if somebody recorded over them with Highlander reruns but at a point there was a videotape of me hot tubbing probably naked with three other dudes and i know i watched this video i have a memory of watching the video after and it's like dimly lit and super low def because this is again like the 90s and these you know we bought our fucking okay now i'm thinking more about it i had a camera and i know i got my camera in 96 not too long after the job we're talking about this episode my video camera so it had to be after that which makes me think it was probably 97. So I probably was 20 when we did this. <laughs> but I digress a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird story, and I don't know if there's more to it. I will say I, I remember... I remember... Okay, I'm thinking more that this happened with male friends of mine, like got, went with a girl's. And they fi- they recorded themselves hot tubbing with girls and had fun, and we decided to like recreate it with just us. <laughs> that got weirder. I tried to explain that story, and it got fucking weirder. There's no explanation for this story. I, I don't can't know. wait for you to rewatch or rewatch this, re-listen, re-listen to this. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna fucking do it. You just I don't, leave. You know what? You don't cut it out. It is what it is. I don't know why we did it, and I don't know how we got out of it. I know there was no homosexuality, like. Uh, not even no a little. Acts. No, unless you count like looking at somebody else. But yeah, no, nothing like that. It didn't go that far. Listen, I'm not saying I wouldn't have been down if it had, but it, it didn't. <laughs> so, what was I talking about? Oh yes, Newport Beach. <laughs> Holy fuck! So the hot tub was really cool in this apartment complex. I remember really liking it, and it was a big selling point of living there. Um. Yeah, Newport Beach was like night and day compared to Van Nuys. It was like moving from the ghetto to the tropics. I mean, it was very... We felt lucky, you know? We felt like, holy fuck, we got this apartment. It's clean. It's nice. It's like... every There's lots of stuff to walk to. There's Things no were scariness. Yeah, nobody's selling cocaine right outside, you know? It was very... Yeah, it was like a nice place to live. Um but we needed jobs we basically had enough for you know like our first month of rent and then we had a little bit of furniture and then i remember we bought some furniture used i remember somebody was moving out the same time we were moving in and they're like hey you want our couch and we're like yes (laughs) 
so we got a couch that way <laughs> um but yeah our apartment was like it was like a fucking teenager couple's apartment with movie posters no frames um cutouts from magazines like hot girls and like fucking pictures of Tori Amos just out of a fucking Rolling Stone or something awesome stick pin to the wall shit like that um yeah but it was ours you know it was kind of cool and it, it was funny because I, I didn't really the bedroom was unnecessary <laughs> so it was like we could just put our bed in the living room where we're gonna like spend most of our time with the tv and like the bedroom was not really necessary I think we put the bed in the bedroom but it was to me it just seemed like we're trying to be a little more adult <laughs> by using the bedroom <laughs> if they had a studio apartment for cheaper that probably would have been the right move at the at the time right but it was nice to have a bedroom if I wanted to go play guitar or something and she didn't want to, you know, shut the fuck up while I did it. Um, but yeah, so I started applying. We both applied at all the businesses in the area. Tried not to apply at the same business, you know, so we sort of had to divvy up the various places we would apply at. And, you know, I applied at like Tower Records was walking distance to a degree. There's a Virgin Mega store down the, down the street a little ways. There was like some cool places. And I remember she got a job at Warehouse Music pretty quickly i think she got hired at blockbuster first and they only gave her like seven hours a week and so she kept trying to get another better job and she, i think she worked at crown books for a minute a bookstore do, do you remember the warehouse music in buffalo grove on dundee road i remember it very well i remember <laughs> buying the first sunny day real estate album there from mike kinsella who worked there oh that's crazy it's funny just because mike kinsella is sort of one of the like you know godfathers of emo if you will i'm sure he'd want to punch me in the face for making that comment but anybody who likes that genre will kind of know what i'm talking about or the people who know the history of it will people who like fallout boy probably won't but the fact that i bought this seminal early emo album from him at that store is sort of funny yeah i i went to that that warehouse a lot i knew a couple people that worked there and there was a guy that worked there that used to give me a you know his his like little discount i don't know if it was a discount above the boards or something he was doing just because he wanted to be my friend but nice yeah yeah it was nice i liked that i liked that place went there a lot um what about you <clears throat> yeah i went in there a couple times but i was pretty young yeah uh, you know what i may have even gone there trying to get a job when i was like 13 okay that makes sense yeah but it went not out of that... business pretty soon after that yeah yeah i you know it's not like it was even a good music store it was just convenient i mean there was obviously way better music stores back in the day when we were in the suburbs and shit there was right. better places to go but yeah it was convenient it was right down the street from high school and shit and i knew people who worked there so and i think we used to skate in that area there's like some good spots to skate at i could so, say that yeah anyway uh yeah i was limited to applying at places that i could get to pretty quickly like we didn't have a car and there's buses but they weren't super convenient they weren't running a lot it was you know it's like a rich person town so there's not that much public transportation down there uh there might be more now i don't know but 20 years ago um so yeah i eventually after nobody fucking called me back i kind of ate shit and applied at the grocery store across the street which was the grocery store we would go to so we would leave our apartment walk down like a fire lane and out of our complex and then across one street through like the back of this strip mall and then across another street and then that was where the fucking grocery store was it was probably take seven minutes door to door 
so super convenient but goddamn, i had already had my fill of grocery stores at that point you know, with the <laughs> fresh fields experience and i didn't really want to but i was like fuck it i think i applied at every business in that strip mall fuck you know? hoping for anything but that no there was a couple that i that i wanted even less i think there was an ace true value in there there was a save on like drugstore there was uh pickup sticks chinese food like americanized chinese food. you applied there yeah i oh, did wow. um and there was a starbucks in that in that little strip but i applied at the grocery store and the manager called me back and i had an interview and he liked me now here's something that's kind of stupid but i remember it really well i was in the process of trying to grow my hair long i had been wanting to have long hair i'd never seen myself with longer hair than maybe like chin length bangs you know tony hawk style back in the day and i kind of want to see what i you know so you've seen desperado starring antonio banderas i would assume back in the day yeah uh and i i saw him with the long hair and i just i wanted to I don't know if I wanted to fuck him or be him, but I definitely wanted that <laughs> hair. And so, so I was like, I'm going to grow my hair long because it's going to be awesome, right? And so I started growing my hair, and I got it essentially, I, I think I got a year in. I think I grew it from shaved for a year. It was probably closing in on, like, past my nose, maybe upper lip length. And then I got this job, and it's one of these fucking jobs where they're like, you have to have short hair. You have to cut your hair above the collar. You have to, one of those, right? Yeah. I've had a couple of those over the years, and we'll talk about them more. And there's one egregious offender, which when we get to it, I'll have a whole thing to say about it. <laughs> but, yeah, this one, they, they just didn't hire. They they wanted you to be clean cut, you know. So For all the white people. Yeah, definitely make white people comfortable. So I was like, fuck, I need a job. We got rent coming up. I don't want to. I guess long hair is not that important to me. So I took the job and i shaved my fucking head <laughs> just, fuck you just, just shave your straight head. down yep just shave my fucking <clears> head <throat> i was like well, if i'm gonna have if i'm gonna have to cut my hair i'm just gonna go you know it's the shaved head thing's always been a comfortable position for me uh as as you know since you've been shaved headed since well like maybe two months after i met you probably yeah. do you remember the moment do you remember like the when that happened i remember the day you came in for your interview well, beyond that, because we're going to talk all about about that stuff yeah. during Best Buy. But do you remember, like, when you decided to shave your head and not have hair? Because there was a while there where you had, like, Lego guy hair. I remember the look in your eyes when you walked in. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, I looked like fucking Pugsley from the Adams Family. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I had a shaved head when I was a kid. And, um, you know, then teenage years, I grew my hair out and spiked it and did that whole thing right shaved the side of my head i want to be like fucking jason newstead yeah you new metal the shit out of it right and then um i actually grew it i kept shaving the sides of my head but I, my hair was probably to my chin oh really yeah that, that is hard to picture yeah it didn't look great <laughs> and then i and then i shaved it i shaved it senior year when I met you, you had, I don't remember, but I know that I was at shaved. points, I think I were was you shaved? shaved? Yeah. You were clean shaved? Yeah. I remember there being points where you had hair, like you had hair, but it was just like, like I said, sort of like Lego guy hair. It was like a hat, <laughs> hair shaped hat. That you wore. <laughs> it was more, it was maybe a, an inch long at the most, you know? Yeah. But I never remember you with more than that. And usually it was shaved. So, right. well, 
at this time I was like, fuck it. I just shaved my head. I got my job. Uh, the thing that's kind of, <sighs> the training for this fucking job was, uh, we had to go to a different grocery store, the training store, quote unquote. To be which a bag was, boy. Yeah, to be a bag boy. And it was over, it was a drive. I, it wasn't a walk. So I had to get, I think I took a bus there. Or maybe I got a ride from my mom. I don't remember, but it was like, like in the nice, even nicer area. So it was like down, you know, a little south of where we were. And we got to this fucking grocery store, me, and I found the person I was supposed to meet there. And he took me upstairs to like the training room and they had a fake register with a fake like conveyor belt. I mean, I guess it was a real conveyor belt, but it wasn't being used for groceries. <laughs> and it was they a had simulation us, conveyor it belt. Was, I mean, kind of, because they had us basically bagging fake groceries to train, to learn how to do it. That's and instead of groceries, weird. it was like wooden blocks shaped like things. <laughs> did you it say was, anything, or did you just be like... So it was me and this other guy, this guy Ian, who got, who got hired the same time as me, and he was probably around my age, and we we did it with this trainer person we each took turns and they kind of gave us the the like tips and you know stuff that's pretty common sense like don't put the fucking eggs on the bottom you know make sure you have a nice ba- a nice square base shit like that right but then he leaves so we could just practice and we were laughing our asses off we we're like what the fuck is this like this really <laughs> is not necessary <laughs> but yeah, we were there probably, I don't know, 45, 45 minutes, maybe, like, pretending to bag, basically bagging wooden blocks. Wow. <laughs> it was fucking pretty obnoxious, but he was a good guy. I was I was happy to meet someone new, kind of make a, I don't know, friend, but an acquaintance. Uh, we actually ended up hanging out a little bit. We would go, he was getting into, like, exercising and stuff, so we'd go running together, and he lived... He was from, like, a wealthier part of Newport Beach, and, like, he had a house on the beach, and I would, like, he'd come pick me up, and then we'd drive back to his neighborhood, and then we'd run from his house down onto the beach and run along the water, like, up and then back kind of a thing. But, yeah, we did that a couple times. I remember selling him, this is a callback to the uh, the Ridge episode where I talked about being in martial arts. While I was in martial arts, I had to buy pads for sparring, and... I still had those fucking pads at this point. And when he came over to my apartment once and he's like, wait, what, what's it? What's with these karate pads? And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to do karate. And he's like, are you, are you, will you sell them to me? And I was like, will you buy them? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'll sell them to you. He's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for them. I'm like, sold <laughs> fucking hundred bucks for, for these fucking karate pads that had just been following me from apartment to apartment for four years or three years or how long it had been. But yeah, it was a uh, weird. Wow. <laughs> wow uh i don't think we really hung out more than that though there was something about that dude that was a little bit not genuine to me oh like there was something going on i so i actually fucking <clears throat> forgot about this until right now but it kind of plays back into the pca episode where we talked about unions uh we had to join a union for this job there was a fucking union for grocery employees i guess but i mean i I thought of it as like the baggers union but i feel like it was probably a union that had more than just bag boys was your position full-time yeah i got hired full-time wow so i think we had to join the union within a certain period of time maybe 30 days yeah and i remember him so when we went to join the union he drove because he had a car and we went at the same time 
and I don't remember anything about joining the union. We went to a building, we found, filled out a bunch of forms, and then we paid some sort of fucking dues or signed up to pay out of our paychecks kind of a thing. But, and then when we were leaving, you know those fucking parking blocks that are in front of parking spaces? Yeah. Kind of like a makeshift was, curb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was driving and he didn't see that there was one in front of the car. And so instead of like backing out of the space, he just oh. pulled through. And it was the most brutal pull through ever because he just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so uncomfortable. It was fucking funny, though. Um, yeah. And a weird segue. The parking lot that we were in, there was a Burger King in that same parking lot. And many, many years later, I'm watching the, mo- the movie Clerks 2. And there's a movies, which is like the the fast food place that they work in. <laughs> right. And at some point, I'm like, there's something familiar about the outside of that, like what's around that building. And I did some research, and the fucking movies was that that Burger King, like they had been had gone out of business, and they were making the movie in there. So the movies was the Burger King in the parking lot of that fucking union that we had to join. But it's so weird to just recognize like, oh, this fucking building looks familiar in the background there. I feel like I've I'm, been there before. I'm sure you could write an essay long list of stuff Pro- like that you see yeah. for movies though. Probably at this point living in LA, it's definitely yeah. a day to day kind of shit. Um, but yeah, that's really all I, all my memories of that Ian guy. There's nothing else uh, to say about that fucker. Um, I, I actually was good at bagging groceries. I'm still good at bagging groceries. Is that true? In fact, yeah. When I, when I go to the grocery store, I push the fucking bagger aside. I'm not an asshole. I say, I got this. Don't worry about it. Let me show you, son. Usually I, I frame it like, oh no, you know, because there's only usually like two, one or two baggers for like six lines. Right. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, go handle them. I got this. I'll take care of this. You can, you can spend your skills elsewhere. Take five, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because I hate getting home and the, the groceries are all fucked up. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? So I bag my own groceries 98% of the time, like <sighs> most of the time. I just, I have to. And I'm fucking faster than they are. And I, it, you know, it keeps my skills sharp to do it. Well, it's, <laughs> but it's all that training. All that I, you know, you had. I have good spatial uh, awareness. I don't know why I'm good at like loading moving trucks and shit like that. I'm just good at planning like this will fit this way. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't really get that much joy out of doing it. Or maybe I'd find a job that that was the skill you needed. But when that skill is called upon, I seem to have it. It's one of the few I've I've got just at my at my ready. Um, but yeah, I fucking I was. This is gonna make you laugh, and you're gonna think I'm a liar. So while I was working at Hughes, I was asked to represent my store at the Baggers Olympics. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's silly as all fuck, but yeah, there was something did, called. Did you represent the Baggers your Olymp- country? Fuck no, <laughs> no, no. I did not take that much pride in what I was doing. And the idea of going somewhere and having people like cheering as I bagged as fast as I could made my stomach turn it's weird i i politely declined i was like yeah there's a baggers olympics no thank you so the guy who was like the speed demon when i got hired he he was like a, a guy a little older than me fucking took the shit real serious and then was kind of pissed when they asked me to represent them he he went and kicked ass and i'm sure he was very very proud of himself um That's... but i did not do it oh now that God. was a no for me so back to that that pickup sticks we were talking about the chinese food place there was a girl who worked in there who would come in 
to Hughes and kind of chit chat. And I never really talked to her. She was friendly with most of the employees there, but it seemed like she'd been working at that pickup sticks for a while. But I'd see her kind of looking at me, you know, and I was like, I think this chick's kind of vibing me. <laughs> yeah. She was not my speed. She was not, not my tempo. Not quite my tempo. No, she was not quite my tempo. But one day I got put in the position because she fucking came right up to me and she's like, can I talk to you for a minute? Oh, like, are you me? <laughs> We've never had a conversation before, but sure. So we went outside and she proceeded to tell me that there was this like kind of music festival thing she was going to down in, I don't know, fucking Mission Viejo or somewhere south. And she wanted to know if I wanted to go with her. She thought it'd be fun. She fucking asked me out basically on a date. And I was like, yeah, I, I have a girlfriend. I'm sorry. And she's like, well, it doesn't have to be like a like a date. It could just be as friends. And I was like, nah, I think it'd make my girlfriend uncomfortable. It's fully like my girlfriend would give a fuck. <laughs> but like, you know, we're in a kind of relationship where my girlfriend would be like, yeah, have fun. We're a rubber. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I let her down as easily as I could. Here's the thing that sucked. She was an overweight girl, right? She was a heavy set lady. And at the time, I was in, like, tip-top fucking... Nah, I wouldn't say tip-top. I was in decent shape. I wasn't in as good a shape as I've been, but I was in decent shape. I was, at very worst, average. But it wasn't that she was overweight. Do you know what I mean? It was... What was it? She, she just wasn't attractive to me. Okay. Like, it wasn't... You know me. I'm pretty... And I wasn't quite as... I didn't have quite as broad taste in women as I do now. Yeah. But... I definitely wasn't offended by the idea of a little extra poundage, you know? So, yeah. but I felt in the moment, like she was going to think that I was saying no, cause she was chunky. Yeah. Which made me feel bad, but it didn't make me feel so bad that I said yes, just to not be that guy. But that's an interesting place to be where you're, you don't want to come off as being whatever ist, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you feel like obligated to do something you don't really want to do to prove to whoever that you're not blankist. Yeah. Like that's kind of a shitty, it's a shitty place to be. And I mean, I, I speak from a supreme place of privilege being who I am, like male, white, blah, 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 straight presenting. But yeah, I remember thinking like, I kind of want to say yes, just so she doesn't think I'm saying no, cause she's overweight. But I was like, ah, but I don't want to go. I'm not, I don't know this chick, but I don't want to be stuck with somebody. If like, let's say we get halfway there in the car and I'm like, this chick sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm stuck there with her for however long. And she's like holding me hostage and shit. I was just like, nah, I'm, and luckily I had a girlfriend. I kind of had an excuse that most people would buy, but whatever the case, I just, I have a very vivid memory of that girl's face looking at me. Hopefully. Did she continue (laughs) to sell you Chinese food? Yeah, I, we never talked again after that. But she was not unfriendly if I kind of had casual dealings with her. But we were never more than like customer, uh, employee, or me bagging her fucking you know snacks that she bought on her break or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird memory I have where I was on the other end of that. It's not that I've been rejected a lot, but I've definitely been the guy that's like likes a girl who doesn't like me back because I'm not attractive enough for her. Right. So, uh, I remember there was a girl that got hired there. She's a, a bag, a, a new bag boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went and her name was, yeah, her name was Betty and she was like 
like thick makeup, like fucking sharp eyeliner, like Latina chick, like super. I don't know if cholo would be the right word or chola, but she was like that style of chick. And she fucking vibed me so hard. She's constantly looking at me. She's constantly trying to talk to me. But I remember she'd come up, she'd go, what's up, Lou? She had like the deepest fucking voice. What's up, Lou? I like that. <laughs> it made me laugh. Every time I was trying to stifle a laugh, she was really nice. Were you attracted and she was, to her? A little bit, yeah. But that was one of those like different worlds kind of things. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what... what I would be getting myself into and I don't know that I'm comfortable finding out but yeah I was a little bit attracted to her you know other side of the tracks and whatnot Jeez. what's up Lou <laughs> she had such a deep voice it was insane and it, I used to bring my girlfriend in to like so she could hear it because I told her about it she's like nah you're fucking kidding you're lying I'm like nah, I swear her voice is deeper than mine <laughs> it was awesome and I remember her her name was Betty uh there was also a cashier there that was like I thought of her as middle-aged, but thinking back, she was probably like 34. But at the time, when I was 19 or whatever, she seemed fucking old to me. But yeah. she was she looked like Julia Roberts, and but she was hot. Like, I'm not... Julia Roberts is fine, but this chick was like, if you took Julia Roberts and then made her cashiering at a grocery store and kind of cute to me, and then we had like a weird flirtation going. Because I remember like early on, I told her, you know, you look kind of like... You look a little like Julia Roberts. And she was like oh my god that's so nice julia roberts is so beautiful and the next thing i know she's like chatting me up any chance she got and then we were talking when we didn't have to be and then part way through this i was like oh you're married and you have a kid huh <laughs> yeah, i'm fucking i'm out i'm out on that one i'm not looking for all that like i don't know that anything would have happened had i pushed further but i got the impression that i was gonna like wreck a home so i fucking pulled the pulled the parachute on that one um yeah She's cute, though, and super nice, super bubbly and friendly. Um, another thing that's funny that I remember about this fucking job... Have you, you've never worked at a grocery store, right? No. Did no, you I almost? Haven't. Okay. You're looking up like there might be something there. Yeah, I thought there was. No, I worked at Party City. Um, I mean, my, my old man managed grocery stores. I would help him, but okay. I never, like, officially worked. Do you ever collect carts? shopping carts out in the parking lot sure yeah so the way it worked at hughes is every shift you'd work you know like your six to eight hours and out of that six to eight hours you'd have two hours somewhere in there where you covered the lot and collected the carts <laughs> and did they enforce I, that <laughs> yeah we'd, we'd basically like you know i'd get there and see when my cart shift was and i do bag my groceries and stuff and then okay now it's three o'clock i go outside and do carts for two hours i'd trade i take the fucking you know neon yellow vest from the person who was doing carts before me and out i'd go but i figured out that i could like i could hustle and get all the fucking carts out of the out of parking lot and in the store maybe 15 minutes and then it would take half hour to an hour for enough carts to be out of the store where it was an issue so then i was like okay I think I can figure this out. I started trading <laughs> my... Sh so I'd come in and I'd see who had carts and I'd basically go to everybody who was working and I'd say, hey, do you want me... Can I take your cart shift? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Because they don't want to go outside. It's hot, you know, in fucking California and whatever. So I'd end up working like six hours out of my eight hours out in the cart doing carts, right? But I would go outside and for 15 minutes I'd hustle, get all the carts inside and then I'd go for a fucking walk 
I just walk around Costa Mesa, Newport Beach. I take like a 45 minute walk. I've heard just... this story before. Have you? At a different job. <laughs> really? Yeah, this is when you were working in that fucking warehouse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking sleeping up in the hiding. <laughs> this is a little different because I was actually doing a thing. I was, so you could make carts last an hour if you did it slow and you did one cart at a time and shit. But if you collect all the fucking carts at once and put the push the big old 20 cart pile through the door and get them all set up, you could just bounce. And as long as there was carts there, no manager would be like, well, where's fucking Lou? You know, because they'd be like, oh, he's out doing carts. And they'd look and the carts would be full. And they're like, all right. So I would do that and I would fill carts and I'd go bounce. And then I realized, like, oh, I fucking live a seven-minute walk from here. So I'd go home and have a snack and watch some TV <laughs> and then come back and do more carts and then go home and watch TV and have a snack. And That's I remember a couple ridiculous. times I'd go home and I'd fuck. I'd fuck my girlfriend at home. <laughs> and then I'd go back to work and do carts. On the clock. On the clock, dude. Always trying to find a way to fuck on the clock. But, yeah, I, it lasted for a while. I'd say a couple of weeks. And then at some point, I came back doing carts, and I was, like, pushing the big thing. And, and my manager was like, hey, we were looking for you. There was, like, some sort of emergency, and they needed me for something. And, like, we were looking for you. Where were you? And I was like, oh, I was out doing carts. He's like, I fucking went out. I looked for you. I was out there. I didn't see you. I'm like, oh, I must have been around the corner getting him from the side. But I was like, oof, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Done doing that. <laughs> I fucking get it. was a close one. Heart started like, beating okay. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, am I going to get fucking fired right now? Because I went home and, like, had a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking. So I didn't do that anymore. <laughs> Figured out that that was. I had pushed that as far as it could go. Uh, oh, boy. I was whale so, watching. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I fucking. If I had a car, I might have. I can't imagine how much fucking awesomeness I would have if I had a car. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go out to kind of tower and browse fucking, the, you know, CDs. So funny. Yeah, but uh, so this this story, I feel like I've probably told you this story, but I f it, it deserves to be put out in the world because of how stupid it is. So there's a guy named Ben who worked there. He was another bag boy. He was like a blonde-haired, tan surfer guy. And, you know, I wanted to learn how to surf. And I was like, hey, you surf, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, would you be willing to teach me? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll teach you how to surf. It's like, cool. So I'm like thinking, oh, me and this guy might be friends. And then I find out he plays guitar. I'm like, oh, you fucking play guitar. I play guitar. I'm trying to start a band, you know, like maybe we can jam together. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm in a band now. But, um, yeah, I'd be willing to like play it. I'm like, oh, well, has your band done anything? He's like, no, nah, we just recorded an album, but we haven't put it out yet. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, that's fucking cool. And he's like oh i can you want to hear it i'm like sure he's like i'll give you the demo i oh, like no. on a cassette tape like a you know a fucking home cassette tape have i told you this story i'm just bracing yeah so he fucking gives me this this demo quote unquote of his his album it's not a demo it's like the album is recorded but it hasn't been put out yet so he gives me this tape and his band is called hagfish this is what he tells me right i'm like okay cool i've never heard of a fucking i don't even know what a hagfish is but I'm like, okay, you know, like, what's the song? He's like, it's kind of like Bad Religion. It's like pop punk. I'm like, oh, cool. So I take it home and I listen to it. I'm like, this is pretty fucking good. Like, it's pop punk. It's not complex. It's four chords or five chords. It's fucking power chords. And, you know, it's it's pop punk with a little bit of balls. So, like, maybe, like, The Descendants, um, Green Day a little bit, something like that. But it's good. Like, the singer's singing pretty decent melodies. It's catchy. I'm The songs are short. They're not complicated. But I enjoyed it. I remember thinking, like, the first four songs were, like, bam, 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 good. I was like, that's cool. Um, this guy's fucking in a cool band. That's that's rad. And so 
you know, I don't know, time goes by. We never hang out. We never go surfing. We chit chat at work a little bit. The Ian, the guy that I got hired with, he was like, oh, something about that guy rubs me the wrong way. Like he didn't like Ben for some reason. And I was like, oh, I don't know why. Like he seems cool to me. The whole time I'm just thinking like, oh, he's in a, he's in a decent band. That's surprising. Normally you meet people and they show you their band and their band sucks. So I'm at Virgin Megastore not too long after this. And there's a like a like check out this new artist that we're pushing, and it's Hagfish. And I'm like, well, that's weird. So I fucking look looking at it and I'm like, okay, that's the name of the CD is the is the name of the thing he gave me. It was like written on the tape. And then I'm like flipping the CD over and the names of the songs are definitely the same songs that are on that tape he gave me. And there's a picture of the band and as he's not in the band, there's no picture oh, of him. Fuck. I was like, what is this? So I fucking bought the CD because I was like, come on. <clears throat> and I and I take it home and it's fucking, it's the tape. It's exactly the same thing. Tell me you, fu- was, you fucking threw it in his face. Oh, I fucking lit him up. <laughs> I lit him up. I went and, first I told Ian because I saw him first. I was like, dude, you were fucking right. This guy tried to pass off this band like he was in it. And it's like a new pop punk. The fucking drummer of The Descendants was the okay. one who produced their album. Okay. So it was like a new band he was producing. They hadn't put anything out yet. Somehow this guy got a copy of this CD early and like was passing it off like it was his fucking thing. Wow. And so I, I when he came in, I was like, dude, what the fuck, bro? I was like, look what I bought. You know, look what I bought at Virgin. And look what you're not on. And he's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like he literally had nothing to say. And he just avoided me. From then on, he fucking avoided me. Oh, and I was man. like, motherfucker. I wonder if he even surfs. <laughs> It was so obnoxious. It was a, it was a level of betrayal that I hadn't felt like that before. You know who I'm imagining that guy looking like? What? What's that fucking show? It's about the catering company. Party Down. And you're yeah. 100% right. He looked just like that dude. Are you fucking it's, kidding me? Uh, no. That's what he fucking looked like. So He looked funny. like that blonde dude in Party Down. And that's something that guy would do, you know? He's yeah. Like trying mm-hmm. to look like he's got huge dick and stuff. 100%. It, this guy, that's exactly it. You got, you nailed it. You hit the nail on the head. So, so fucking funny. Yeah, I definitely never talked to that guy again. And I definitely told everybody at the store about <laughs> that. And every girl we worked with about that. And he just spent the whole time avoiding me. And I was like, I hope this guy gets pissed and like waits for me in the parking lot. Because I felt really like, fuck you. Like, you're lucky I don't punch you. <laughs> you know, I was so excited. Like, oh, I met someone who plays music and it's good. Yeah, fuck that guy. But that actually <laughs> reminds me of another kind of similar story. And this is, we're going to fast forward 100 years. <laughs> No, it's going to be, I knew, I knew you at this point. So it would have been, I don't know, maybe like 2008 in that vicinity. And my wife had this friend named Brian that was like one of her best friends uh, before I even knew her. She was friends with him. I know, and I know Brian. Do you know Brian? Not personally, but through stories. How do you know him? Do you? You've, okay. you've talked about him, yeah. Have I? I'm trying to think of why I would have talked about him, but maybe I did. You've known me a long time. We lived together. We did live together. Like <laughs> each other's cocks, you know. No, we didn't do that. Not yet. So, <laughs> the show's called Tip to Tip because I'm just trying to lead it somewhere. Exactly. Um, no, anyway, they're really close friends, and he's a good dude, and his parents, like, love her son, my stepson, and we are there a lot. We spend a good amount of time over there, and we're all very close. So, he meets this girl 
at, at like the fucking smart bar or something downtown Chicago, like, you know, dance club kind of thing. And they become friends. She's like a Chicago person. You know, she's someone that like you'd see at clubs in Chicago if you're going out to clubs. And they became friends and then they became more than friends and then they started dating. So now she's his girlfriend. So and she's fine. There's something about her that was a little off to me. But she was always really nice and she was like fine, you know, that she never did anything that I would be able to complain about actively other than just being kind of loud and a little obnoxious sometimes. But she was sweet and Tammy seemed to like her. So I, I was like, yeah, it's whatever. Fast forward a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months. They're they're dating. And at some point, and I knew that this girl played bass and she was in a band, like through the grapevine, through Brian, maybe even her maybe talking about it a little bit like at you know get togethers or whatever but i knew that she was in a band and played bass and at some point brian was talking about her band and like oh it's really you know they're really good you should check them out you'd like them and it, the name of the band wasn't something familiar to me at all but he's like yeah it's uh they're the singer's got like an interesting voice it's not kind of thing you know he doesn't have like a like a normal pop voice but he's really like poppy and, and blah 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 good music and then he says something that catches my attention he says <laughs> yeah they did a really good cover of close to me by the cure and i was like really and he's like and he's like yeah i'm like do you have do you have that can you can i hear it he's like yeah i think i do so he goes he gets it he puts it on we start listening to it he leaves the room he's gotta go do something take a leak i don't know he leaves the room and then i turn to tammy and i'm like this is the get up kids we're we're listening there's a this this band called the get up kids that put a bunch of fucking albums out and it's been around a while and it's they're from like kansas city and they used to tour with braid and they're like really well known like we're i'm very familiar with this band i'm like this is the get up kids this is on a fucking album that's why i knew it because i'm like the get up kids covered close to me and i got suspicious as soon as he said it i'm like Mm -hmm. let me hear this it's the get up kids so we're listening to the song he comes back and I'm telling, before he comes back, I'm telling Tammy, like, what do we do? Because I don't know this guy that well. Yeah. And I don't want to, I'm going to basically ruin his his relationship right now. I'm going to fucking break him and his girlfriend up right now, potentially, probably, hopefully. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, this is really an uncomfortable position to be in. But I, I can't not say any, anything, no, you know? Fuck that. So he comes back and me and Tammy kind of together were like, hey... So here's the thing dude you might want to sit bro <laughs> yeah you should you should take a seat real quick and i mean i we told him oh yeah this is a band we are familiar with she's not in this band i've seen this band live this band i'm very familiar with there's never been anybody of her in this band <laughs> and she's not in this band and this is not her band and i'm sorry she's been lying to you i don't know what band she's in or if she's in a band but it's not this band and to his credit, he didn't, like, flip out. He was just like, oh, man, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Like, one of those things. Yeah. And I I, I don't remember what the them breaking up was. I don't know if they broke up immediately or if there was, like, a period of time where he tried to forgive her for this weird lie. And she, to my in my memory, she came clean to the lie. And I don't remember what her reason for lying was. But I, I, don't, I think she admitted to him that it was a lie. That she didn't try to, like, say, no, they're wrong. Um... <laughs> But it was so weird because the Get Up Kids, they're they're popular, but they're not popular like that. It's not right. a bad band to say you're in if you're going to be talking to people who only listen to Top 40 or... But it's like 
she happened to tell this guy who's he's into like club music like djs and shit electronic stuff so she tells him she's in this band that's like this kind of obscure emo band and then his one of his best friends happens to be dating a guy who's like from that scene and really familiar with the bands in it and knows them and there's like no chance that i'm not gonna know who they are it was just such a weird confluence of events and then me being in that position of having to tell him and knowing as he walked back into the room i'm about to fuck this guy's week up you know (laughs) it was a shitty feeling man i did not enjoy it at all but it was very like interesting you know to be in that moment and looking back it's interesting to me i never told you that huh actually i feel like you have i probably have it's a good one it's a fucking good story it's ridiculous so a couple of a couple of pivotal things happened during Hughes. I think we've gotten all the little shit out of the way, so we're gonna go straight into the the two big ones. Um, essentially, the f- there's two more things. Essentially, we've got two more things, and I'm gonna tell you the essentials about those things. <laughs> and by essentials, I mean I'm blather on for you know fucking forty five more minutes potentially. <laughs> I hope not, but I'm gonna just say what I say. Listen, man, this is what the podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking so, in, bro? I know. Like, you can either, you know, you can pause it and then go do something else for a while and then come back and, like, listen to more of it later. You don't have to do it all in one sitting. Yeah. My wife doesn't fucking listen to these in one sitting, and she loves me. <laughs> so, the first thing that happened was we met Diana. Now, I kind of fucked with whether or not I should use her name. Obviously, I'm not going to say her last name, and I'm not going to say anything, like, super bad or uncomfortable or weird but she was important to to me and in my life and this thing that happened and it's my story to tell so i think as long as i don't say her last name i'm not doing anything fucked up whether or not that's true i guess maybe we'll find out one day but jacqueline got the job at warehouse music and like within a couple of days of it might have even been like her first or second day I came home from work, fucking wearing my little bag boy shorts. The outfit I wore to bag groceries was hilarious. It was very mailman-esque. It was like a white polo tucked into blue shorts that they weren't like little shorts. They were probably like right above the knee. But there's actually a picture of me somewhere wearing it, like dancing in the in our kitchen at the time. And if I can find it, I'll post it on the fucking website. That used to be on a refrigerator. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally on our refrigerator at one point. Yeah. yeah, totally. You're thinking of the right picture. Yep. I'll post it on our website, tiptotipshow.com. I think you might be flexing even. I or... think I'm dancing, but it looks like I'm flexing. Yes, I'm doing this with my exactly. arms. Yeah, I'm dancing. It was a dance move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, let me pimp the website for a second. Tiptotipshow.com or thedinrichnetwork.com. Either way, uh, check it out. There's an area in the extras section for companion content for this show where i'll post pictures there's already some pictures there but we also anyway. have an instagram too we do we have tip to ship tip to tip show uh on instagram enjoy and twitter and you know probably yeah we have facebook too so get out there and be one of our first followers and at this point if you follow us i'll immediately say hi i'm lou nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> can i send you a stick of gum or something thanks for liking us if we ever have like lots of fans, that's less likely. But right now, you're going to be our first fan, other than people we know or are married to. Absolutely. So, congratulations. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got home from work one day, and there's this hot blonde girl in a bikini top sitting on my couch. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I was like, did I go in the right apartment? 
<laughs> fucking and then Jacqueline comes out and introduces me to Diana her new friend that she met at work and Diana is very friendly and, and smiley and we chit chat for a minute and I'm like way uncomfortable like this is one of those moments where a suave dude would like sidle up you know and instead I was just like I want her out of my apartment immediately so I can process that this is happening because I wasn't expecting this I came so, home in my little shorts and I was <laughs> I was expecting to be comfortable and instead I was like <gasps> sucking in my gut <laughs> so you didn't go right for the dual induction massage no I did not I, it would have been the right move but I right. didn't that, okay. I saved that for another time <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, by the way, that that does work. That fucking technique fucking works. I don't care if it's a stupid seduction community technique. It goddamn works. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so she started coming around, and they became really good friends. They, they bonded over their mutual love of Tori Amos, which I like Tori Amos, too, but not to the degree that these ladies do. And, uh... Yeah, they just they became really good friends, and Diana's vibe was kind of tomboyish. She didn't look like a tomboy, you know, but she, kind of her vibe was that she was very casual. She was like one of those girls that like said "dude" or "bro," you know, kind of thing. She, she was a smoker, which was fucking weird for me because I'm you know still balls deep in my straight edge ridiculousness at this point. But yeah, they become friends, and then they start she starts coming over like a lot she lived in the same apartment complex as us with her dad oh wow so, that's funny yeah like like maybe two buildings over from us so and she's she your over. guys age yeah yeah i think she was uh i think she was jacqueline's age so maybe a year or two younger than me uh, a year younger than me i think but yeah in the vicinity of 19 hmm. and yeah she would come on over every day after work before work days off we were you know hanging out together the three of us and i i got the impression like i said there was a kind of a tomboy vibe happening and she was pretty like she wasn't um secretive or weird obviously if i liked her she had to be like fun and open and have a good sense of humor she fucking goofed around a lot we laughed at like really inappropriate things together <laughs> like especially in today's society where everything is offensive to somebody we laughed at some shit that's really not appropriate <laughs> yeah but yeah we definitely bonded over some some pretty ridiculous stuff but i remember i could tell that there was a vibe happening between jacqueline and diana and obviously jacqueline would tell me that she was attracted to diana but she didn't really know where that would go or if it could go anywhere and then when i got comfortable enough or you know at first it was the three of us hanging out and then jacqueline and diana hung out alone and then eventually me and diana became friends enough that we would hang out alone when like jacqueline was at work that kind of thing and it wasn't like a long time it was maybe two weeks after meeting her kind of a thing but mm. um yeah you know me so i was kind of trying to find a way to to find out if the vibe was there mutually and she was pretty open about it she was like pretty much yeah i'm attracted to jacqueline i'm in i'm down and i and we talked about our open relationship and stuff to her enough and i was like you know the option's there like jacqueline's definitely likes you and so if you're interested that's not something that's out of the realm of possibility but you know it's it's funny thinking about it because even with all that it was still like kind of uncomfortable and like awkward at times and I could tell they both like wanted something to happen but and I was like I think I'm probably the thing that's stopping something from happening just my presence here like if I didn't live here 
<laughs> they'd already be dating, but here I am. And, you know, I got a little further into knowing Diana and she was basically like, yeah, I'm not, I haven't had good experiences with men. And I'm kind of, I'm trying to figure, I, I got the impression she was kind of trying to figure out if she was gay or like what her deal was, you know? Yeah. And she was sort of like looking to figure that out. And I was like all for it, like figure it out, you know? And I, you know, I'm, altruistic and selfish enough to be like here's my girlfriend that likes you that i have no problem with you guys having an experience together and i don't need to be a part of it i'll be over here doing my own thing whatever um but there was no overt like outright conversation like that it was sort of all implied and i'm probably i probably said more things than i should have because i have fucking a blabber mouth and i say more than i should a lot of times and overshare and things like that but regardless um yeah she it got to the point where she was hanging out all the time like at our apartment like she didn't live there but she would was there constantly and we wanted her there constantly like we were sad when she would go home kind of a thing and she didn't really like her situation living where, where she was with her dad it wasn't like it was sort of a strange relationship and around this time uh, a bunch of our illinois friends came to visit all at once so like blake shane barry um shane's girlfriend at the time jen clay they all came to visit like we'll have a fucking fun visit in california and sleep on you know lou and jacqueline's living room floor and then jack and then diana was there <laughs> so that like all of us like hang out and like go to the beach and i remember one time they all went to the beach without me i was working and so like and i think i think they went with diana i think jacqueline was even not there <laughs> like my friends going hanging out with diana it was like kind of cool you know i'm like oh she's, cool. she's integrating into the group it's nice uh but during this time like everybody's sleeping over so everybody's like on floors and in sleeping bags and blah blah and then diana was sleeping over at the same time and I could tell like something was going to happen, you know, between them. I just could feel that like, and I knew it was like, okay, now we're just waiting for the friends to leave, you know? So it's like, as soon as the fucking friends le left, like the day after that, they, they consummated the relationship or whatever. And it was like a fucking, you know, opened up the fucking, the, the bottle and just poured, you know, everything's pouring out. It was just like, and I felt really good about them. You know, I was like, good for you guys. Awesome. And I'm about to paint myself in kind of an ugly light for our audience. And again, probably overshare. But that lasted for maybe three days, four days. <laughs> and then on day five, <laughs> I was like, you know, I was perfectly fine, like, giving them some space. But I remember at one, they, they would, like, fool around in the bed. And I'd be on the other side of the bed sleeping i had to wake up for work the next day or whatever yeah and like i'm super understanding and i'm trying to be like a, a team player and shit and i'm i know it's not about me blah 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 and then at some point i'm like i'm just gonna leave i went in the other room to play guitar or write a letter <laughs> you know just like get out of the and then i'm like fuck i'm feeling that feeling i hate that like jealous feeling because i really liked diana and like not just like a friend like i was really like attracted to her her personality her her vibe i just she was fucking cool yeah and i was like fuck did i just fuck up really bad like did i just <laughs> get my get my girlfriend into a lesbian relationship with a girl i have a huge crush on and yeah i definitely did that and then i was like god damn it why did i do that to myself 
did you feel like Jacqueline was going to leave you for Diana? No, no. I never... That's what's kind of funny is I never felt any of that kind of feeling. It was 100% just like, I want to be part of the fun. Right. And like, yeah, like the, the sexual fun, sure, that's the obvious thing. But it wasn't just that. It was like, okay, now they have this relationship that I'm not a part of. And... I'm a part of it in as much as that I live here and I also sort of instigated it by being very open to the idea and allowing. And I swear, in all honesty, I wasn't thinking like, ooh, if I play my cards right, I'm going to get in there. I really genuinely wanted them to like have this experience, you know? Like it just, it was, I don't know, it was important to me. But then my brain thought, okay, they'll have the experience and then I'll be like, cool, like satisfaction that's enjoy yourselves right and then it was like that for four four days or so <laughs> and then on day five that satisfaction felt an awful lot like like being left out <laughs> and i mean it's like i said i'm gonna paint myself in bad light it, yeah. i even telling you this it makes me feel like like anybody listening is like you are a shithead sir and deserve what you got and i certainly do i don't disagree with that notion at all but I had a conversation with Jacqueline like a day or two later, and I, I, I you know, we were really open. I, we never, like, really held things back from each other, and I told her all this. I was like, hey, I'm supportive. I want you to do what you're doing. I, I'm in. I don't think I deserve anything, but I'm feeling really fucking weird about, like, my position here because it, it's fun. Like, I, I was allowed to, like, watch, you know? Like, I watched. I fondled myself whilst watching and that's a great story but then day four i'm like i don't even want to do this anymore i want to go in the other room and play guitar and fucking write a sad song about how i'm i'm a lonely guy and uh-huh. i wish i had a vagina and boobs <laughs> you know <laughs> like it just it's it, it sucked but she's like you know i think you're i think you're overthinking it i think you think that she's not into you that way and she probably she maybe isn't into you that way to the degree that she's into me that way but i think you're making it a lot more cut and dry than it is i think she does like you and then she's like why don't the next time something's happening why don't you fucking you know dip your toes in the water so to speak you know and she knows me well enough that i'm not going to just like put my dick in something like but (laughs) yeah so like the next time stuff happened i like you know instead of moving away and giving them space and kind of like getting on like one fucking shoulder just like checking it out i got a little closer and saw what the reaction was and then things things progressed the way that i would hope they they progressed in that situation and then fucking for i don't know weeks or months it was like the best time of my life like like up until that point certainly it was one of those things where it's like oh wow i didn't i didn't really think this was achievable you know like and the word triad wasn't even a thing I'd ever heard until later in life. And, you know, polyamory is still pretty new to me. And I just was like, holy shit, you can have two girlfriends and they can be each other's girlfriends. And you can live together in a one-bedroom apartment and all sleep in the same bed and all do everything together. We'd go to the movies together and, like, hold hands, all three of us, and <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't, we didn't, like, try to hide or make it seem like something it wasn't. And we didn't really talk about it overly. Like, it wasn't like we were like, well, what's this mean? We were just enjoying, it. Yeah, we were just enjoying each other's company. And, you know, it was there wasn't, like, lots of rules on anything. And everybody was pretty cool. And, yeah, it was there was some really cool, fun 
moments there and also a lot of like learning moments for me. Like I learned a lot about myself being in that situation and experiencing those things and kind of having, I don't know, it was fucking interesting. And I remember just being like, fuck, I'm the luckiest human being on earth. Like I, I make 585 an hour at a fucking <laughs> job that's stupid and I'm the luckiest guy on earth. Like I went to work like skipping to work and like looking at everybody like you're a bunch of fucking chumps like you don't know how this life can be <laughs> you're all living in this box man <laughs> and i'm over here in a circle <laughs> like i can't even tell you like how good it felt in the moment um yeah and i one bringing it back to hughes this fucking job I remember we would go sh- we'd go shopping together, like grocery shopping. And I don't remember if Hughes was 24 hours, but if it wasn't 24 hours, it's open fucking late because we would go shopping at like 11 at night because there's nobody in there. We could just take our time and not deal with crowds. And, yeah. you know, we were like night owls anyway. We were like sleeping ridiculous hours. But we'd go shopping together and like we'd be affectionate and hold hands and goof on each other and tickle each other and just act like couples act. Only there was three of us. And like a day or two after one of these times of shopping, my manager, not the guy that hired me, but a different manager who I'd kind of gotten friendly with, but not like friends with, he comes up and he's like, Hey, so you were here shopping the other night. I'm like, yeah. He's like, which one of those girls is your girlfriend? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like the, the blonde and the brunette. Like I, it, I couldn't tell which one was your girlfriend. Like what's going on there? Like he was really trying to figure it out. He'd been watching us down the aisle. Like, acting however we're acting and just being like what the fuck yeah and i was like yeah i don't know how to explain it i guess they're both my girlfriend and they're each other's girlfriend it's my girlfriend's girlfriend yeah i'm like i don't know how to i don't know like what how to explain it except for what you saw is what you saw it's not you're not misunderstanding the situation i was like you know what it's like it's like you ever watch the the show three's company and of course he was older so he had and I was like, yeah, so imagine that, that that's the situation, only instead of Jack Tripper being, like, pretending to be gay, and then there not being anything happening in the apartment, he's not pretending to be gay, and there is stuff happening in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I, it's, it is what it is. There were some moments there where I was like, I'm the fucking king of the world. Like, I felt like Leonardo on the front of Titanic. I was just like, this is cool, man. Like, well, you can find yourself in this situation if you play your cards really right i think that couldn't have been all good though like what was it like dealing with personalities and when things got a little hairy the thing that got hairy was that diana was not straight edge she was like a casual drinker she smoked cigarettes she smoked weed occasionally and i was not cool i tried to be cool to a degree but like there was times where I remember one specific time where we went out to see a movie or something. And then she like told me that somebody had pot on them and like, it really upset me because she knew I didn't, you know, my feeling, and this is so stupid and juvenile and, and whatever, but my, my feeling was like, I don't want to be out and then get pulled over. And then the cop finds weed on somebody that I'm with. And then I'm getting busted for a drug charge as a guy who's fucking straight edge. Right. Like the, I couldn't stomach the irony of that, you know, and being put in a position where that could happen really felt like betraying me. And so we had a couple of moments like that. Hmm? Hypocrisy. Yeah. We had a couple of moments like that where I just felt like I felt shitty. Like I didn't feel good about it. And then 
there was times where I felt like I was making her not be how she wanted to be because she was trying to make me comfortable. And Jacqueline was a lot cooler than I was about all this. She didn't have the, the hard line, stupid attitude. She didn't drink or smoke, but she wasn't like judgy about it. Like I was certainly not to the degree, the degree, the degree I was. And there was a lot of those moments and they started to add up. Like they started to become very hard to ignore. And there was times where I was like, ah, oh, I want to change. I don't want to be this way. And then there was times where I was like, I'm, I like being me, you know, I, this is comfortable for me. And you're making me uncomfortable, like your behavior. And I would always frame it as like, I care about you and I don't want to see you hurt yourself and blah, 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 blah. And like, that was genuine. Those feelings were genuine, but that's not my fucking call, you know? But I remember, I have one memory where we got in like a pretty significant argument about the whole thing. And I like went out and I just like found a, a like wooded area kind of not far. And I was just like punching trees, like just punching trees, like fuck my knuckles all up. Cause I just like wanted to hit something and I didn't want to go hurt somebody and I don't want to go get hurt. <laughs> so <laughs> I just fucking found some trees to punch. Like I, I was in a bad place emotionally. And then that was the time where I was like, this is not the coolest. I'm not the coolest guy. I'm not the happiest. This is fucked up. You I don't want to be Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not. I was definitely not. I was Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but drowning know, in was, the ocean. Exactly. But it, it was largely of my own making, you know, and it eventually came to a head and we just kind of found an impasse. Like she wasn't going to change. I wasn't going to change. And the thing that was shitty was I kind of made Jacqueline choose and, you know, she chose me cause I'd been around longer and I don't know if I just made better points or she just was like, didn't want to lose me or whatever. But, and I didn't make her choose like, you're not allowed to talk to D Diana anymore, but I was like, eventually Diana moved out. And, you know, mostly on my urging. And then their relationship, of course, changed and suffered from that. And I'll tell you right now, one of one of the regrets in my life, if I was going to call something a regret, that would be that would be one of them. Like if I could go back in time and instead of acting like a fucking righteous shithead, just been there for her. You know what I mean? Like continue to like care for her and and be a good friend and but I was like I need to cut this person who's going to end up hurting me out of my life because that's what I do if some if I see someone's going to hurt me I pull the trigger first you know and I did that with that situation and I whether or not anything would be different in our lives I regret making that decision but you know whatever L like I said a lot of learning experiences in this period of time and a lot of really fucking cool memories <laughs> And a couple of shitty ones, but mostly cool ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other big one, and this is a fucking doozy. And I think we, we may have covered this to a degree, and you definitely know this story in and out, but it's worth talking about because this, the Starbucks that was right next door to the Hughes had a male employee with tattoos and sideburns. And I don't know, man. It was like if Brad Pitt worked at the, the Starbucks next to your job and you were like that's fucking brad pitt and i don't know why but i like that guy and then <laughs> i'd like he'd come in to buy groceries and i'd be like oh there's that guy with the cool fucking tattoos and then i'd go and bag his groceries and then he'd like be hanging out outside of starbucks with his girlfriend or whatever and i'd like walk by them and like walk a hey. little too close <laughs> i you know i wanted so badly to make a connection with this guy i don't i in the moment i didn't it's not like i was like oh i want to fuck that guy i was just like that guy's cool 
I like that guy. I don't know why, but I want to know that guy, you know? And then over a period of about, I don't know, maybe a month. And the more I think about it, the more I wonder if my experience watching like Jacqueline and Diana sort of have this, you know, uh, this coming out, you know, this, this opening up of their horizons or whatever in terms of like sexuality and gender fluidity and all that, like, I don't know if my my brain was just like primed for this experience because it was happening around the same time. But right. it went from like, ah, oh, do I do I think this guy looks cool or do I think this guy looks sexy? Like I I'm like having trouble distinguishing between those two. And then I started having these fucking dreams. And the dreams were like they weren't like vague or arbitrary. They started out a little vague, but they were like me and a guy I, I was friends with when I was younger having a sexual experience together. <laughs> Like, I love, like, watching you try not to laugh out loud because <laughs> you fucking heard this story in all of its graphic nature. And I'm going to spare the audience the real graphic details because I think that, A, they're fucking out of control. And, B, I don't know, that guy's out there in the world somewhere, hopefully, and hopefully he's not, like, on the on the edge of suicide because of this weird experience from his childhood. And <laughs> <laughs> somehow me talking about it is going to push, push him over the edge, but... Uh, yeah, I had these dreams and then slowly I realized that these dreams were a memory. And then I was like, fuck, I had a sexual experience with a guy friend when I was younger, you know? I mean, like somehow I had just repressed it or blocked it out. It, it wasn't something I knew about the whole time that I was just hiding and I was just like, Ooh, I hope no one finds out. I legit forgot about it. And then this Starbucks guy like opened the cork and then this fucking dream started happening and then I realized it was me remembering in my sleep and then once I got to that point I was like oh no like what's going on here and I remember talking to Jacqueline like telling her the the about she already kind of knew about Starbucks guy you know I'd tell her about him I wasn't like oh this guy I want to fuck him Jerry but I, his name no <laughs> no Not no what's change no no name exchange what's hilarious though is we went to see Rollins do a spoken word at Fullerton College and he was in the fucking audience with us we were there, and I look back like three rows, and Starbucks guy is sitting back there. I'm like, holy fuck, he likes Rollins, too. Dude, <laughs> we have that... so much in common. Yeah. And we probably even both like blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I never got his name. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember talking to Jacqueline about it, and then talking to Diana about it, because she was there, and we were kind of new, and... I, part of me was like, look, look at this weird, funny thing that's happening in my life. Let's experience this together, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then I was like, once I realized that I had had this experience and then I wasn't grossed out by the memory of it. And then I was starting to think more about things in my life and like wondering like what else this was going to mean. And I was like, oh, I do. I am attracted to the Starbucks guy. I don't know what it is, but I am attracted to this guy for whatever reason. And I'd never really been overtly attracted to a guy before this moment to my memory so i also remember having a conversation with my mom we went out to get China, fucking mexican food went to this place called Mikasa in costa mesa which is still fucking there and we were in the waiting room like waiting for a table and there's like other people standing around us and we had been we had been talking about it in the car i told her all about starbucks guy and i don't think i told her about the gay experience i had but um and not, I told her about that later, but I, I, at this point, I don't think I told her that. But 
when I told her this whole story about the Starbucks guy, she's like, well, do you just want to, like, snuggle with him or do you want to, like, tickle his testicles? And she did this thing with her fucking hand, like, like juggling testicles in her hand. And she did it, like, loudly in front of, like, people. And they all, like, yeah. turned and looked at us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, my mom's fucking the best. <laughs> it was really funny. She was a very casual. But, yeah, I was just like, fuck, I'm, am I gay? Like, have I been... Have I been trying so hard to repress my gayness that I've gone the other way where I'm like, you know, eating as much vagina as I can and just like reveling in it? Like, what's going on with me? It was very confusing. And then I I took probably two weeks, really thought about like, am I gay and I'm trying so hard to not be gay that that's why I'm attracted to girls? Or am I genuinely attracted to women, women, you know? And at a certain point, I was like, no gay dude would want to go down on girls as much as I do like if my favorite thing was like a blowjob with the lights off with a girl that's got short hair then okay like now we're now we're getting somewhere but that's not my favorite thing my favorite thing is this other thing that's like the least gay thing you can do as a man so I'm like I'm I'm not gay I I don't there's no chance I'm gay I must be bisexual and then around the same time I got introduced to Kinsey and the Kinsey scale which you're familiar with and the audience maybe isn't or is, but he was a sex researcher back in the day. And he came up with this scale that was sort of like, instead of gay or straight, there was a scale of like six points. And it went from like a hundred percent heterosexual to a hundred percent homosexual. And you could fall on any point between there was like a six point scale or something. I think it was a five point scale with a six point being asexual, but I don't know. You can look it up. Google's your friend. But yeah, I was like, fuck, okay, I'm bisexual. That's that's what it is. And then I'm like, okay, am I am I just right on the middle? And I'm like, no, cuz I definitely prefer women. But yeah, as the years have gone by, I've realized that yeah, I'm I'm definitely bisexual with a lean towards being attracted to women. But yeah, that's where I'm at with that and that was definitely something that happened while I was working at Hughes Family Markets. <laughs> so, I like the idea that in a weird world Hughes Family Markets was very important to me in order to find out that I was bisexual. <laughs> it's a big deal. Mm. And that's that's the other thing I think with, with sexuality is like so many people are grasping onto something to have an identity for themselves. So I think some people I mean people need to know what they are to feel comfortable or whatever but at the same time whether it's for the right reason or wrong reason, I guess that's based on opinion, but people need to attach themselves to something to give themselves meaning. Yeah. I, I'm in a weird place with that because I want to be one of these people that's like labels are stupid. You don't need labels. I'm not bisexual. I'm not straight. I'm not gay. I'm just Lou. Right. Right. Like I, I like the idea of that in theory, but I've also met people who are who practice bisexuality but are like uncomfortable for some reason with acknowledging their bisexuality, right? So like girls who fool around with other girls but for some reason don't want to say they're bisexual and that drives me up the fucking wall. It drives me goddamn crazy. It's and very weird. So in a way like I like the idea of no labels, every just everybody just be whatever they are in the moment, but then I'm like, well, if you're using that as an excuse to deny your true nature, I find that more offensive than just being like, yes, I'm this. 
and like not to say that this is the case but for in the early days when i first met my wife we had a conversation before we were dating or anything we had a conversation about uh, sexuality and she she didn't tell me just outright yeah i'm bisexual but she made a comment that implied it very very strongly to the point where i was like oh she's bisexual i'm not gonna like make her say the word to me but she just basically told me that and I'd have to be an idiot not to have gotten that from the conversation. Fast forward a couple of months and we are dating and we're talking more about it. And she was very reluctant to put a label on her sexuality. And for the, for the right reasons, not for the reasons I'm talking about, like not wanting to admit something because she was clearly admitting it to me, but she just didn't like calling herself a thing. She liked the idea of she's just her. And we had lots of conversations over the years where I was like, I respect that, but I also feel like, like when I meet somebody who is having questions, right? I've met a lot of guys over the years. And the thing about me is I'm very straight presenting. I fucking love that term. I never heard it before maybe four years ago when I worked with a guy that said that to me because we were talking and he's very gay and he's very gay presenting. And, you know, that's a not that's a politically correct way of saying he's like very flamboyant would be yeah. the word. A super cool guy. Really funny. Really smart. Like the dude a lot. Very gay. And at some point, I don't remember how it came up, but it's like I realized he didn't know I was bi and he was making assumptions about me based on the fact that I'm burly and I'm a good big dude and I talk about girls. I'm very like comfortable with being attracted to women out, you know, out loud. And it's not that I'm not comfortable being attracted to men out loud. They're just not attracted to that many men. It doesn't happen that often. And when it does, I'm usually in mixed company where I'm not going to be like making the people around me uncomfortable on purpose, you know? Right. So I don't talk about it unless it's a thing and I think there was a moment where this guy made a comment about a dude and I was like yeah he's got a nice ass like one of those and he's like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah when he found out that I was bi he was like whoa that's fucking weird like I've never I didn't didn't think of you that way this whole time we've been working together and it like opened a lot of conversations and but yeah he said I was very straight presenting which I liked Uh, I've used that many times since but I am very straight presenting. And so when I talk to people who don't, who, and it doesn't come up, they think I'm straight. I have a wife. I am attracted to females. When they talk about females that are attractive, I don't shy away. And then occasionally those guys, it'll come up that I'm bi. And then they're like blown away by it. They're like, what the fuck? Like, really? Like, really? And then the more comfortable they get with it, they're like, start telling me things, you know, start admitting things to me, start. And I realized that by not labeling what I am, I'm taking that opportunity away from people who are uncomfortable with it, but want to talk about it. They want to explore it. They want to admit it out loud to somebody that's like non-threatening. And I've been that person. And the only way that that happens is when I do put a label on it and I tell them, this is what I am. This is why what because i've had people say homophobic shit in my presence before thinking that i'm a straight guy and that it's okay and i'm like no wait a minute like i've had many a let's stop i've had to stop people like they start to have a fucking rant going and i'm like yeah let me stop you for a second this is what's up if you want to keep having this fucking conversation we can but it's not going to go the way you thought it was going to go a minute ago so let's either have the new conversation or stop fucking talking your choice go (laughs) <laughs> you know, I've done that many times in my life. And I've also had conversations where people are like were homophobic and openly homophobic. And then 
they liked me. They'd liked me for the last four months of knowing me. They thought I was funny and fucking cool and smart and blah, blah, blah. And then they find out I'm bi and they have to reevaluate everything that they thought about either me or people who are not straight. And sometimes I've had people like stop talking to me. doesn't happen that often, but I've had it happen. But more often what happens is they come back and they're like suddenly more open to the conversations. And suddenly they're more like, well, maybe the way I was thinking is not exactly because they thought gay people were this and Luz had a dick in his mouth. So that's <laughs> weird. You know, like I have to rethink all of this. Right. You'd be it's like, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised because you've known me a long time, but people would be surprised how often that conversation or a version of that conversation happens and it wouldn't fucking happen if I didn't label it if I didn't put a label on myself and make people have to deal with that label and that's why I'm so open about it because you know I've been fucking since dude when I when I realized I was bisexual when I was like okay this is what I am let's this is it my my life starts now and then I called my three best friends at the time one by one and I said hey been a while since we talked uh so this recently happened and i rolled down the story more or less what i just told the audience and all three of them had slightly different reactions and none of them reacted exactly like i expected them to react but they were all very like whatever dan was like okay what's your point <laughs> like i haven't he talked just, to you in nine months yeah he didn't give a fuck and we had, we had been chitting chit-chatting a little before that like we had started talking sometime actually the hiatus ended sometime towards the beginning of hughes and i don't remember what exactly made it happen but we when i read my journals to try to figure out what ended the hiatus with dan it was like one day i didn't say anything about it and then one day i was like yeah i, I called dan and left a message on his machine i don't know if that was the first time i called him or the ninth time i called him but at some point the hiatus ended yeah. but yeah he was very unimpressed with my bicep with my new bisexuality yeah that's not surprising either no it's not at all but uh but yeah i i like i like being what i am i've never been scared to say it i've never felt physically threatened that's the other thing that's kind of cool is like i'm i'm like a bigger dude i'm not like six four or some shit like that but i'm not like a little diminutive guy like compared to an average person i can hold my own i'm pretty masculine looking other than this fucking little lisp i've got that we've talked about in past episodes you're you're very straight presenting i'm very straight presenting yes yeah. yes so when i when i do tell people or it comes up in conversation i always kind of savor the reaction like I don't know. I when you know people have their experience where they're they're in the closet and they're scared to come out and they don't want to they don't want anybody to know because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to lose their friends or their family, whatever. They don't want to get beat up. You know all this stuff that like maybe would make you feel scared to be open. I've never been scared of those things because I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought. If I had somebody in my life who didn't want to be friends with me because I'm you know down for some dick, fuck them. Like <laughs> bounce go elsewhere i don't need you in my life i've never i've never had someone in my life that was a shithead you know what i mean that i cared about so and it, no offense to those people out there who love their family and then their families also would disown them if they were gay but i'm gonna say it in my life your family are shitheads and if my family was gonna disown me for being bisexual i wouldn't talk to them anymore anyway so it wouldn't fucking matter i would disown them the same time they were disowning me that might be a problem with me i might have something broken in my head but I never had to worry about that. I never had to worry about being beat up, you know, like no one's going to kick my ass or if they do, they're going to have to fucking work for it. Yeah. So 
yeah, no, it's just I, I've I feel obligated to be proud and out and not shy about it. But also, I don't make it my identity. It's not like I'm. It's not my identity. It comes up when it comes up, and it comes up on this podcast probably more than it does in my normal day to day life. Right. All right. Well, what's what's your rating on the PP scale? The jobs of four. The experience around the job is higher. <laughs> the job's a fucking four. That shit yeah. sucks. Although, weirdly, I do do it for free pretty regularly. <laughs> yes, you do. So so maybe it's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ten. At the end of the time when I'm checking out at the grocery store, it's a ten. All other times, it's a four. Solid four. I don't want to bag your groceries. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> I'll bag my own all day. Nor at the Olympics. No, the bagging Olympics. I wonder if I did a Google search if I could find any evidence that that's a real thing. I uh, swear to fucking God it is. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, you can. I swear to, to the God I don't believe in that there is a bagging Olympics. Or there was. Yeah. It's such a silly idea. Um, You know what's coming next episode? Uh, no, I don't. We've talked a lot about it. Are we going to Tower Records? We're not. We're not yet. It's okay. even it's even more fresh than that. We're going to the warehouse music. <laughs> Cause I got a fucking job at warehouse music. That boy. Yeah, I'm about to work with both my girlfriends. <laughs> Still oh, girlfriends? Man. Yeah, at that point. Yep. Okay. Yep. This uh yeah, I mean if you think about the timing of it, I got hired at Hughes in March and then I quit in like uh probably the end of july yeah and then the meltdown that i described a little bit of and of the, the dual relationship the triad it probably happened another maybe month or two after this not too long in the future but yeah we're gonna talk about warehouse music and hopefully it'll be shorter than this episode <laughs> see you guys bye